Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Welcome to today's program. Have a special message for you today that's going to bless you. Every time Melinda, which is our co-host, she shares, she has a teaching anointing. It's a blessing. But today, it's a message that maybe you have heard, but I haven't heard a lot of messages on this subject, but I know that it's a God-breathed message. So stay tuned and listen. Melinda, thank you for sharing what you're doing. Always a pleasure and delight to share God's Word. I'm very excited about the message that uh, He has given me on authority and dominion and you know, I just pray today that um, you're you're going to get a lot out of this message, and that uh, it's going to open your eyes to. Uh, show you how God has paid the price for you to have authority over all the works of darkness. Amen. So uh, anyway, I'm going to get right into the message. I take notes so that you can go back and study these scriptures that I'll be bringing out. But I just want to say the last thing that the devil wants is for us to discover who we are in Jesus Christ. Because when you do, you're going to see what he's done for you and the authority and the power that he's given you over the works of darkness. He wants to make you, the enemy wants to make us feel powerless. He wants us to make us feel like we're just weak and we can't confront difficulty and we can't overcome uh, what uh, difficulties we have in life. But he's made us more than conquerors. That's what he says in his word. So he wants us to feel defeated, but we don't have to be. Amen. We don't have to be. Greater is he that lives in us than he that is in the world. That's what the word says. Amen and amen. So we can wage war in prayer and we can walk in this world with confidence that the spirit of the Lord is backing and empowering us to stand boldly for him. Amen. And Jesus went to the cross and he died and he came out with a badge of authority and dominion to wage war against the forces of hell. And I made this little badge today and I'm going to present it to Bobby uh, just as an example today. But Bobby, you are going to be given this badge of authority today. Uh, it was paid for by Jesus Christ when he died for you on the cross. And and I have a cross up here and it says this badge of authority is given to Bobby Agee by Jesus Christ. Amen. This happens when you become born again. At the minute you're born again, God has given you authority over the works of darkness. Amen, Bobby. Yes, so you amen. just hold on to that badge. Yeah, it's been given to you. Okay. So we need to stop letting the devil push us around. We need to stop letting the devil just have a heyday in our lives. We need to stand up and we need to take dominion and authority over what he's trying to do to us. We have the power to do that. Jesus has given it to us. Amen. So I want to start again uh, in this scripture with Genesis 1:26, where, you know, God created Adam and Eve and he placed them in a beautiful garden and he gave them dominion over everything. It says here that he gave them dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over all the cattle, over all the earth. It says over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the world in the earth. He said for Adam to name them, but he gave man this dominion and authority when he created him. But by disobeying the Lord, 
Adam committed high treason and he lost that authority when that happened and he fell. And this treason that happened in the garden, it perverted everything, everything. And this fall affected three worlds of existence. It affected the earth, it affected the heavens, and it affected below the earth. Three different realms it affected. He put uh, this treason perverted everything. And Jesus, when he came to pay this price uh, for Adam, he actually put his hand, himself in the hands of Satan. He put himself in the hands of Satan and he was ushered into hell when he died on that cross. It says he went down into the, uh, the belly of the earth. He went down there for three days and three nights and he was taken there illegally. Why was he taken there illegally? Because Jesus never sinned. He was the spotless Lamb of God. He was clean. He, Satan had no power over Jesus. Jesus allowed him to, to do this. Jesus allowed him to take him there because he knew what was going to happen. Amen. That he would be raised from the dead. So he suffered three days and three nights and was tormented for you and for me. He was tormented, Bobby, so that you can have this badge of authority. Yes, Amen. Lord. It was given to you. And uh, he is now seated. When God raised him from the dead, it says he came up and he took the keys, the keys, which represents power and authority from the devil. And he's seated now at the right hand of God. Amen. Mm -hmm. He's seated at the right hand of God. He was the first. Jesus was the first man that was raised from the dead and born again, born again by the Spirit of God and raised from death to life. First man. Amen. So Jesus regained this authority for man, for us, and he's given it to the church. Glory. And we are the church. Amen. Yes. We are the church. Listen to Colossians 2.15. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Satan and his demons made a public shame out of Jesus when he hung on the cross. He was mocked. He was ridiculed. He was stripped. He was, uh, they plucked his beard out. He was spat upon. He was, he was uh, uh, just treated horribly before he was even nailed to the cross. So he made a public spectacle out of Jesus. They thought they had won and they thought that they had put an end to this quote, new religion they thought that, that Jesus was proclaiming. They thought this is over. He's, he's had it. Amen. He's going to be destroyed. But what happened is when Jesus died on that cross, he made a public spectacle of Satan. He shamed Satan and he defeated him. Amen. And if it ever, they said if Satan had ever known what Jesus was going to do and the plan that he and God had for mankind, he would have never crucified him. He would have never brought him to the cross to be crucified. So the old covenant, we're now under a new covenant. The old covenant was nailed to that cross. It was nailed to the cross, it says. And uh, when Jesus was crucified and now we've entered into the new covenant, we don't have to obey all the old rules and regulations that they, they uh, came up with. You know what I mean? We're under a new covenant, a new covenant, a better covenant. Amen. And it says his laws are written out on our hearts, mm -hmm. upon our hearts. 
And so Jesus paid such a price. And I hope that you're going to get this revelation today. But I want you to see the authority and dominion and power he has given to you as a child of God. In Revelation 1.18, it says, I am the first and last, the living one who died and who is alive now forevermore who has the keys, again, the keys yes. of hell and death. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be in fear anymore. Jesus paid the price. These keys, as I said, signify the power and authority given. And this is what he did. Bobby, he's given you these keys along with the badge, the keys of authority. Luke ten nineteen says, Behold, I give unto you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. It says over all the power of the enemy. He has no power over us. Glory. But we've got to take that power and we've got to take that authority and we have to use it in Jesus name. And it says we uh, tread. Listen to this. Tread means to crush, to stomp, to walk upon and to flatten. Amen. That's what he wants us to do to the enemy. Amen? Because Jesus has already done it. Psalm 91, 13 says, You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra and the young lion and the serpent you will trample under your feet. He's under our feet. And that's where he needs to stay. And when he raises up his ugly head and starts to do things, we need to, don't wait, immediately take your authority in Jesus' name. Listen to this, John 14, 30. Jesus said, I will not say much more to you for the prince of this world is coming. He has, but Jesus said, he has no hold over me. Listen to another translation. He has no claim on me. Listen to another one. He has nothing in me. And Jesus said, he has no power over me. Well, you can claim all those for yourself. You can say, Satan, Satan, you have no hold over me. You have no claim over me. You have nothing in me and no power over me. Now, listen to me, body of Christ. You can boldly say that if you're walking before the Lord with clean hands and a pure heart. You can't be saying, trying to take authority over the devil that's coming against you in the area and living a life of sin. You can't be dabbling in sin over here, knowingly dabbling, dabbling yourself in sin, being connected with it and practicing it and think that you're going to have authority. It won't work. It won't work. You've got to be clean. Jesus says only the pure in heart will see God. If we miss the mark, we need to repent and walk away. But we don't need to be in sin. We got to keep clean hands for this authority to work and be effective in our life. Amen. So now, how do we walk? How do we walk in this authority that Jesus took back from the devil and gave it to his church? How do we walk in this authority? Jesus paid the price of it. Well, we're going to go over some things in the Bible that he that God gave us for the body of Christ to use to take authority and dominion in this earth while we're here. The first thing is you got to be born again. And that's in John 3, 3. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he will never inherit the kingdom of heaven. That means you must repent of your sins. You must acknowledge you're a sinner and ask God to come into your heart and cleanse you from those sins and ask him to be the Lord of your life. Believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and you will be born again. Amen. That he's God's only son. 
That's the first step. The next step is you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost and power. And that is found in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and several other scriptures in Acts. Study these out. I'm asking you, study them out. It says we need this power, the Holy Spirit's anointing. We must have the anointing. It says the anointing is what breaks every yoke of bondage. Okay, we need to have that anointing so that we can serve and act and be effective in the Holy Ghost and be witnesses to go out and heal, lay hands on the sick and heal the sick, cast out devils, amen, and do the works that Jesus said we could do. And he said we would even do greater works than he did because of what he did for us. Amen. I, I want to do the greater works. Are you ready? I'm ready to see and do the greater works. The next thing is that I want to talk about is we need to have the full armor of God on every day. We must use and be participating uh, in the armor of God that he's given us. We need to put it on ourselves. Amen. That's found in Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 18. Now we need to stand our ground stand our ground. And God has given us these spiritual weapons and he's granted to us to, to us and given them freely to us to stand against every demonic and evil force that comes against us. He's given us all we'll need. He paid the price. He's given us the authority. He's given us the power, but we still have to use the weapons. Amen. When people go into the army, any army, navy, uh, 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 what was I going to say? Uh, there's different branches of, of the, uh, I was going to say, um, Air Navy, Force, Air Force, Force different Marines. one, Marines. Yeah. I was looking for the word Marines, but all the branches of government, they don't just say, well, you know what? Uh, thank you for joining with us. And you know, you're just going to, you know, to, to go out there and fight the de- the enemy and kill them. No, they got to be trained. They got to get on their, uh, their, their military, uh, uh, suit, their armor. Amen. They've got to have guns. They've got, they've got to be equipped. Right. There's two points there. You say that. Uh, the armor, yes. one thing, and the other is learning to use their weapons. Yes, they have to learn That's to use them. They can't just. Weapon. They're going to be trained. They've got to be trained to 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 uh, fly the planes, use the jets. They've got to be uh, trained to do guns, use any type rockets, of equipment. Everything. The They've got the to be trained. Yeah. Yes, and then guess what? They're not just trained. They're highly trained. They've got to be highly trained to defeat our enemies in this world. And so we must be highly trained as they are to use this word of God and the other weapons that God has given us. So we're going to go over some of those. But anyway, verse 18 of Ephesians 6 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. What does that mean? In the Holy Spirit, in the speaking in tongues. That's what it means. And that's why I said to receive this power. Jesus said, tarry in Jerusalem. He told this group of 120, tarry there till you be endued with power. And they stayed there. And then all of a sudden, you know, a rushy mighty wind came in and it said it filled the house where they were and sat upon them and they began to speak with other languages. I mean, the, and, and tongues and you need to study it out because that's where that power, it comes with the Holy Ghost and power that came upon them. And we need that. We need that. And then it says we need to be watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints 
Praying God's word is our chief and offensive weapon used against Satan and his battles. This word of God that I hold up today, your chief weapon. But how in the world are you going to be effective and be able to use it if you never open it, if you never study it, if you don't spend time in it and get it before your eyes? It says meditate. Get it before your eyes. Get it in your ears. Get it in coming out your mouth. How will you be effective? You won't be. You can't just open this occasionally, say a little prayer and expect that you're going to win. It isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen that way. You got to be in the word, eating this word daily, just like you eat food to sustain health in your body. You got to eat the word. You need to breathe the word. You need to speak the word, hear it, see it. It needs to consume you till it gets down in your heart. And then you're going to be able to take that authority and it's going to work. Amen. It will work. When you work the word, it will work. Amen. Number four, we need to stand strong in the word. Stand strong in the word when we speak it. Jesus three times used the word against the devil in Matthew chapter four. He responded to the devil with every temptation that he came with him. And he said, it is written. It is written. It is written, Bobby. It is written, Frank. It's written. That's, that's all. He said, it is written. And then he would quote the word of God to the devil. And it says after that third time, he left him. Devil didn't have nothing in Jesus. He had nothing in Jesus. The word will defeat him every time. And we need to be praying the word. Praying the word. That's a strong weapon. Another thing that we need to do, Matthew 16, 18 through 19, we need to be binding. It says bind and loose. This is another key, binding and loosing. It says, and I will give you the keys. Jesus said this, I will give you the keys, Bobby. I will give you the keys, Fry. I will give you the keys, which represents that power and authority of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind. What does bind mean? It means to stop or forbid. Whatever you stop or forbid on earth is going to be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, which means release and permit on earth, will be loosed in heaven. Amen. Binding and loosing. It works. It works. I'm out. I'm about. I see th weird things happening. People cursing. Th people doing things. And I'll say in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind it. I bind this. I see somebody tailgate me. I bind it in the name of Jesus. Do they back off? Oh, yes, they do. They don't even know what's going on in my car. They don't know that I'm doing it, but they're backing off. I see it happen. We must bind the forces of darkness. We must bind what's coming against us. It is a definite weapon of our warfare, binding and loosing. Number six, send forth the angels. God says in his word in Hebrews 1, 14, angels are ministering spirits that are sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation. God has a heavenly host of warring angels. I'm not going into all of it, but there are different types of angels. Do you know that we should be sending them out every day? Heavenly hosts go forth and break down the platform of evil that's been trying to set up against me today or not just me, but other things that we hear about. Send your heavenly host, your warring angels there, Father. We bind the forces of darkness, but send them in to break down that platform that Satan's trying to build right now. Pull down the strongholds. Send them forth. They're waiting. Do you know that they're there waiting on us to give them a command? 
And I heard Kat Kerr say, if we're not commanding them, they'll just start to go. Now, we've got a guardian angel, I think, that stays with us all the time. But these warring, fighting angels, they're waiting on command. So we need to be sending them forth into situations. I believe even when someone is in a hospital in a critical situation, we need to send forth those angels to minister on their behalf. Amen? We need to do it. Yes. Okay, number seven, another big one, fasting. Fasting. Fasting is a spiritual weapon where you d deny for a period of time food. Fasting is going to bring awareness when you do it to anything hidden in our lives which doesn't please God. And we need to ask for repentance when those things come up, if he shows us anything. But it will make us more aware. It will, it will bring to our remembrance things that we need to deal with. Fasting also breaks the bonds of wickedness. It tears down strongholds. That's found in Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58. Uh, read the whole chapter. It tells what true fasting really is and what you need to be doing while you're fasting. But fasting confronts three strongholds that opens the doors to demons in our life. And that's found in 1 John 2.16. And these three areas are lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Which I can tell you right now, people that are puffed up and proud, God, God can't deal. He just turns... He just turns away from those type of people. If you're proud and puffed up and you just think you know it all, you're better than anybody else, and you know, I did this and I did that, you need to repent. God said we need to be humble. We need to humble ourselves under His mighty hand. And it says when we do, He will exalt us. Amen? You know, Melinda, when uh, those were the three weapons that uh, Satan tried to use against Jesus in the wilderness yes. when he was fasting. Yes. Those same three points. Yes, exactly. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. Exactly. Exactly. If you, if you read through those, each one of those temptations and examine them closely. Yes, that's what they that's were. That's all they were. That's what they are. That's what they are. And that's well, what he that's uses. The only real tricks he has in your life. And that's what he uses today. Mm -hmm. That's what he uses today. You know, it's like uh, I hold up the keys because it represents uh, power and authority, but I wish I had a fishing line here today with a hook on it. Because he's got all kinds of things, all kinds of bait that he will put on this hook to try to get you to take it. Oh, I think I just got another message. Okay. Hallelujah. But anyway, God is so good. Listen, in Matthew 17, 14, 21, I want to just read over this real quick. But there was a a, a man, uh, that uh, a demon, that a boy that was filled with a demon, and his father brought him to Jesus. And it says, uh, this is in verse, uh, begins in verse 14. But anyway, it said uh, that when he was left alone, uh, you know, he would try to, uh, you know, uh, I mean, he was just being tormented by the devil. So anyway, he brought him to uh, his disciples and the disciples uh, was trying to cast out this demon. And in one, in one translation, it says he was an epileptic. And another translation, it says he was mentally deranged. But regardless, it was a demon. And the disciples couldn't cast it out. So they brought him to Jesus. And so they said to Jesus after it was over, the boy must have, you know, they couldn't do it. So they walked away and they said, Jesus, why couldn't we cast out that devil? And Jesus says in verse 20, because of your little faith, Jesus said, told them, for if you had faith, even as small as a tiny, tiny mustard seed and could say to this mountain, move and it would go far away. Nothing would be impossible to you. But this kind, listen, but this kind of demon will not leave unless you have prayed, which is one of the weapons, 
and gone without food, which basically we just said fasting. It won't happen. So there's some things when we're not getting result, we need to use one this spiritual weapon here and we need to have a time of fasting. Amen? Because it breaks strongholds. It breaks demonic forces. Amen? And, and we need to do... You know, it says when we've done all... When we've done all, well, have we done all? Have we used every weapon that we have? Have we have we tried to do all this? Have we done it? It says when we've done all this, then stand. But we got to do all of it. Amen. When we're forced, when we're not seeing results, we need to, to take uh, and use all these weapons. And then I want to go over to Mark chapter one. And uh, in Mark chapter 1, beginning with verse uh, 21, uh, it talked about uh, a man who was uh, possessed with a demon, and he came, and he was shouting. And he says to Jesus, Why are you bothering us, Jesus of Nazareth? I have come to destroy. Have you come to destroy us demons? I know who you are. You're the Holy Son of God. This is the devil talking to uh, Jesus. Jesus curtly commanded the demon to say no more and to come out of the man. So Jesus basically, he rebuked. He rebuked the unclean spirit and he said, come out of him. Come out of him. And you know what? Rebuke means that he expressed sharp, stern disapproval. You know, we can't just be walking around saying, well, just come out, devil. Come out, devil. No, we need to be stern. Rebuke means stern disapproval come out we need to talk to him and we need to meet in business and we need to talk like we've got authority because we do you know if somebody breaks into your house you're not just going to say well come on in and have a cup of tea with me no, we're going to say get out of here you know <laughs> uh, we had a snake let loose in our house by our son one time and it was in the closet and Ronnie opened it up and come running out and he didn't rebuke it he ran you know this <laughs> is a funny story but we don't need to be running from the devil or even snakes we need to say you're cursed in the name of Jesus get out of here amen so anyway but Jesus uh, rebuked it and it says that uh, the man and the evil spirit screamed and it convulsed the man violently and he left him and amazement gripped the audience and they began discussing what happened what sort of new religion is this listen this isn't a new religion this has been going on since bible days amen and they and they ask excitedly why even evil spirits obey his orders even evil spirits will obey our authority and our command because jesus christ paid the price and then i want to flip over real quick to mark 16 and it just says here jesus appeared to the 11 i think this is the last time he appeared to them and he told them go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and in verse 17 and those who believe they will use listen to this in the new living translation they will use my authority he gave it to the church he's given it to us you can use my authority to cast out demons they'll speak with new tongues they will be able to handle snakes with safety and if they drink any deadly poison it won't hurt them they will be able to place their hands on the sick and heal them and when the Lord was finished talking with them, he was taken up to heaven and sat down at God's right hand. And the disciples went out everywhere preaching and teaching. And the Lord was with them and confirmed. God will confirm these signs and wonders when we preach the word and teach the word. And what they said by the miracles. This is what they said by the miracles that followed their messages. Miracles should follow the messages. Amen. Amen yes. and amen. Yes. So I want to take a minute to pray before we uh, yes. wind this up today. And I pray that you would go online. My notes will be loaded there. But I want to pray right now a prayer. 
And I want you to receive this in the name of Jesus. And Father God, I just declare and decree right now, everyone within the sound of my voice, that they would rise up now and take their rightful place of authority and dominion against every evil and against every darkness of this world. I say that they will not be intimidated by the Antichrist spirit. I declare and decree boldly upon all the powers of the devil. I prophesy that you are well equipped to wage spiritual warfare and come out with a decisive win every time, every time in Jesus' name. I thank you that you carry weight, weightiness from the Spirit of God and I say that with a new authority, it comes upon you now in a prayer language that will benefit your prayer life. May you walk in all levels of dominion in Christ that he's established for you and take your rightful place of divine rule in Jesus' name. I thank you that we come against any platform that would even whisper your name right now to bring destruction to your life today. And I thank you for doing it, Father God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. This is Bobby, Melinda, Frank. and Frank yeah. saying God loves you, my friend, and so do we. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request pray and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. This is Frank. And this is Bobby. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening.